Welcome to the Edge Talk Radio Network, your weekly source for information, empowerment, and connection. The Edge Magazine and its advertisers bring you inspired interviews and conversation on learning and healing, on our sacred journey, and on topics that expand beyond time and space. Now, welcome today's host. Greetings and welcome. Welcome to today's show. I'm Catherine Taylor, host of Edge Interviews, and today I'm going to bring you this live conversation with local author, Dr. Kyra Messick. Now, some of you are going to remember Kyra from when she had her own Edge Talk radio show, and she actually, I'm hoping, just took a break from having her own show while she completed the book that she just published through Llewellyn Publications, entitled The Strength of Sensitivity, Understanding Empathy for a Life of Emotional Peace and Balance. As one of the uh, reviews stated, anyone longing to thrive as a highly sensitive person should read this warm, supportive book. Kyra Messick's The Strength of Sensitivity is a go-to volume for those moving through this life feeling strained by the intensity of their various sensitivities. Messick covers a range of these, including sensitivity to sounds, foods, toxins, sensations, and emotions, all while continually affirming how important these heightened perceptions are to an individual's ability to enjoy a full life. So today, we're going to hear from the author herself. Without further ado, I would like to welcome Dr. Kyra Messick. So let me unmute her. Well, hello there, Catherine. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me on. I know. Well, like I said in the intro, I hope that this is just the beginning of your return. (laughs) Oh, it is so good to talk to you you again. Mm -hmm. But today we're talking about your book, and I know that you have really put a lot of energy into this, and and there's a great interview by uh, Tim in this month's Edge as well. But can you give our audience a little bit of an idea of what inspired you to even take on this subject? Oh, sure, Catherine. Um, I, myself, am a highly sensitive person. And, you know, so I I was the typical kind of stereotypical sensitive kid. I um, cried easily, felt misunderstood, kind of odd, you know, didn't fit in with the other kids. I preferred kind of quiet <laughs> space. Um, and then as I grew up, those things just kind of continued. And there's always that feeling when you're sensitive of, gee, why do things bother me more? And it seems like they bother other people. Uh, why, you know, why do I feel overwrought? Um, and then, you know, of course, for a lot of people, why do I cry more easily and things like that? Why do mm-hmm. things upset me seem to upset other people? So, I went um, to graduate school for psychology. So I had four years of undergrad, social sciences, four years of um, graduate school in psychology, finished that, and I still had no idea. (laughs) Oh, interesting. Yeah, it's not not really a subject that gets talked about a lot. No, unfortunately. So I still 
um, you know, had no idea really what was the underlying cause of my sensitivity, what really was going on with me. And I still had a lot of problems, you know, of that I define them as problems for myself of feeling uncomfortable in a lot of circumstances. And mm-hmm. so I decided, all right, um, I've got, I was always attracted anyway to holistic health, um, started with hypnosis. And I said, well, I've just got to start um, looking at this from a different point of view. Then what happened is I found out as I was a pra- new practicing psychologist that I was empathic. And I was really mm-hmm. taking on too much of the emotional energy from my clients. And then I began to understand that, oh, that was part of being sensitive. So that was the beginning of the journey. So that's the long answer that it's part of who I am. I recognized it in so many of my clients, so many people I knew that sensitivity is not uncommon at all. There's a lot, a lot of sensitive people out there. And it's ridiculous that we live in a world where we're dismissed for that. Mm-hmm. And where we're not honored for that sensitivity, that's it's just goofy, and I've had it <laughs> with it. So I decided to title this book, you know, the strength of sensitivity. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, is there a correlation between sensitivity and awareness? Because I would think that the highly sensitive person is also a person that is somewhat spiritually evolved and more tuned in. Absolutely. So in my book, what I really want sensitive people to understand is to get a better grip on their sensitivity from a completely holistic point of view, physiologically, emotionally, mentally, and energetically, spiritually. And so, yes, I really like to think of sensitive people rather than highly sensitive as highly perceptive or highly aware. Mm -hmm. And we are that physiologically. Uh, I mentioned some studies that were done by Elaine Aaron that indicate with um, functional MRI that prove that sensitive people had more blood flow in their brains when they were shown certain stimuli. And so that's proving physiologically what we already know and can feel, whoa, my nervous system, (laughs) my body is reacting with higher awareness, higher reactivity, higher perception to stimuli, to whatever's going on in the environment. But of course, that makes us more aware emotionally of what's going on in situations and what you're saying there, more aware on every level. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Does this fit in with the new um, definitions of children who are coming in now that are yeah, I think indigo or crystal children. Does this, does sensitivity fit into that at all? I do believe so. Um, I would definitely say that that's true. Children are having less, let's say, less um, being born with less filters. Mm-hmm. I think I'll put it that way. Um, And so they are reacting with this, what we just talked about, being more reactive, more perceptive of what's healthy and balanced versus what is not. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Our generation and previous generations had a kind of hard time really listening to their bodies, really noticing what's healthy, what's going to be the ramification of this behavior, whether it's polluting the earth or polluting our body. Kids can't live that way anymore. And they're they're having the symptoms to show that. Mm-hmm. Well, and we've evolved to that point 
where we have so many more toxins that there's just not that kind of luxury, you know, to be tuned out like that. I mean, that whole generation of the 60s brought in more of that emotional awareness and kind of breaking through that. But since then, there's been such an onslaught of all this stuff that, you, that you're right. They just they don't have the luxury of not being, you know, sensitized to their own um, signals. Right. And I really would encourage uh, for any parents who are listening who have children with um, various sensitivities, whether they're food allergies um, or, or getting diagnosed as somewhat ADD or autistic or, you know, Asperger's or just seeming to be um, really stereotypically sensitive, you know, things just really get to them and bother them. They're very aware. I would encourage those parents to don't worry about that. That's not a problem. Listen to what your child is saying. If they mm-hmm. say, this is bothering me, well, then it's bothering them. So find out why and what and do what you can to give them, I, I would say the word here is credence, <laughs> you know, and respect mm-hmm. for what they're saying. And that's so different from the way we grew up, isn't it, Catherine? Right, exactly. Well, I think one of the common phrases was you're just too sensitive, which means you're just responding too emotionally, you know, kind of man up or, or you know, toughen mm-hmm. up. And, yeah, I know. Um, yeah. You know, and then I, I think that it is being reframed, and I think what I love about your book and even the title, it's reframing sensitivity as something positive and something that really needs to be respected and revered. Yes, um, that is really where I want to uh, start my sensitive revolution. <laughs> you know that it's time right. for that. Mm-hmm. Um, you know what what you mentioned there. Oh, you're just being too sensitive. Woo, that's my favorite. <laughs> you know to to really begin to look at that comment. And mm-hmm. what I what I like sensitive people to begin with is when somebody makes that comment to you. What's happening within yourself? And unfortunately, what seems to happen within ourselves is we shut down. That's why, that's why people can get away with using that <laughs> against right. us and shut down, a, mm-hmm. shut down a debate. Oh, you're just being too sensitive. And then we have no argument to that. Because within ourselves, we've been taught through our experiences, and we do believe that that's wrong to be too sensitive. So mm-hmm. if you truly believe you are too sensitive, and that there's something wrong with that, well, then what defense can you have against that statement? Oh, you're just being right. too sensitive. But exactly. when you, you can, start hiding. Right. And when you can reframe that, though, and realize that, yeah, I am highly aware and highly perceptive, and, and you're missing something, so I'm showing you, <laughs> giving you a little uh-huh. tip here about what you're missing, then when someone says you're being too sensitive, you can respond, well, that I am. And so what? Right. <laughs> you know? So right. so let's continue this conversation. It, it's not a. It doesn't derail you. Well, and I think that's a really good point. Is that when somebody uses that, it, it the intent is to shut the person down, and it's usually because the person is being sensitive about something that points out, you know, uh, something about the other person that the other person doesn't necessarily want to be confronted with. And so they project back onto them. And, it, and if the sensitive person can just hold their own and say, yes, that's true, and let's talk about this, then that's a whole new sense of empowerment. 
Right. And I would love for everyone who comes to my workshops and everyone I work with to get to that point where they feel confident enough in themselves. They feel grounded. They, they understand that being sensitive is a great way to be. Right. When we can right. work through some it. of the, uh-huh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. In a sense, I think sensitive people are ahead of the game because we're getting more and more to the point where we have to rely on that self-awareness and sensitive people just by their very nature are ahead of the game with that. Right. Being on the cutting edge or the bleeding edge or whatever that's called. Oh, that's ironic because we're on the edge. Um, interview. You know, being on the edge isn't easy. You know, it isn't easy. No, it's, right. it is yes, uncomfortable. It and, um, you know, many sensitive people, uh, uh, for you guys who are listening who are sensitive, I know you've been told things like, um, you're just ahead of your time or you're the canary in the coal mine. You know, you're mm. indicating to other people what's not safe, stuff like that. You know, okay, that's great to hear that, but how do we make that more comfortable mm-hmm. for ourselves? And so that's mm-hmm. another part of my work as well is that when we understand mind, body, and energy, mind, body, and spirit, all the different ways that we are sensitive we can begin to recalibrate ourselves so that it isn't quite as uncomfortable to be in our skin, to be who we are as sensitive people. Well, so you're a real pioneer in this field. Yeah, I would say so. You know, Dr. I sure was when I wrote my first book in 2000, The uh, Sensitive Person Survival Guide. That was that was ahead of its time for sure. Um, you know, I, I give props to Dr. Elaine Aaron. She wrote The Highly Sensitive Person back in, uh, gosh, when was that? Late 90s, I think. And she at least introduced the concept. And she right. introduced the, the terminology to the psychological community that, this is not a dysfunction. It's not a personality type. It's a way of processing information. And it's a way of interacting with the world. So I give her her props for that. Um, but what's missing from her work is that um, holistic point of view. Um, she only covered the psychological aspects of it. Now she's getting more into the physiological aspects of it, like with the MRI study I mentioned um, what I like to bring into this is the energetic and empathic side of sensitivity, because it's not until we really understand that part of ourselves that we can get a better grip on the physical and the emotional mm-hmm. sensitivity mm-hmm. as well. Mm-hmm. So before we jump to the energetic piece, can you say a little bit more about the biochemistry of someone who is more sensitive and and their uh, tendency to be more affected by the toxins and by food allergies and stuff like that. You know, this is just beginning to be understood. Um, and, it, and it is, a lot of it is due to um, these, the prevalence now of food sensitivities and um, the, the prevalence of autoimmune disorders and things like that, um, that the, the medical community has to look at this and research has to be done. So it's still in the very, uh, you know, baby stages, but basically what, what is happening for us as sensitive people is that our nervous system is more reactive. 
So we're going to be the people who startle more easily. We're going to be the people who can smell a funny odor, but nobody else seems to smell it, <laughs> you know, and we're, or hear a sound that other people can't hear. It depends whatever, of course, your strongest senses are. Um, I know for me, I've had times where, oh, my sense of smell is really, really perceptive, you know, really strong. And so I'm like, woo, I can smell something. And I'll hunt it down. I'll find out what it is. Um, <laughs> and other people just don't, you know, didn't, didn't bother them, didn't notice. Um, so that's part of it is that our nervous system truly is just more reactive. We're set at a higher level. Um, then as that study showed, and there, there are other ones that have shown similar things, that there's more blood flow. There's more activity going on within us in reaction to stimuli. So that just mm-hmm. goes along. It just makes sense, right? There's just more intensity going on within our physiology that makes, and that's part of why we're more perceptive. On one hand, it means that we can perceive things that are at a lower level, a lower level of intensity. Um, it also means, though, that then we react more strongly. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And uh, for sensitive people, there is, I do believe, it's not just an emotional need for peace and balance. It is a physiological need for balance. Mm-hmm. And so when that's why perhaps things like caffeine, alcohol, um, or sugar, you know, things like that do throw us off balance more so mm-hmm. than the less sensitive individual. And so we really do have to look at, it doesn't mean we have to completely avoid those things, but always look to, you know, always look and listen within your body of, is this bringing me out of balance? Do I feel weird now? Do I feel off? And what brings Mm -hmm. you back into balance? And Mm -hmm. we are able to listen and hear that. It's just a matter of practice. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Well, and coming back to the energetic piece, it it sounds like um, sensitive people are just vibrating at a higher frequency. And so they're responding on that higher level and and of course then would activate kind of that fight or flight stress response because their ceiling of what they would experience as stressful would be more tuned in, I would think. Sure, that's another way to put it. That's you know, it makes perfect sense. Um mm-hmm. it like my you know, I just it's kinda of my mantra, I just there's a there's a core if there's a physical symptom so let's say it's uh, um, you know a food intolerance your food sensitivity there's a physical component there's emotional component to that and there's an energetic component Mm -hmm. to that and yes energetically um, we do just we really are able to feel and sense the energy of what it is I'll just stick with eating right now of what it is we're eating what's the energy of that and then that affects our own energy and so we can end up with like you're saying that fight or flight thing if the body perceives that as whoa that that was more you know that was way more sugar you know than we needed or you know whatever it is then we can end up with some fairly severe symptoms pretty quick um headaches Mm -hmm. uh racing heart 
um, feeling really ill or nauseous. I mean, those things for sensitive people, it can be almost instantaneous sometimes. Mm-hmm. And that, mm-hmm. that's what sometimes I think it literally scares a lot of sensitive people about their sensitivity. Like, whoa, you know, this, that it feels like it gets out of control, you know, so fast. Right. And mm-hmm. well, once you just start, you know, stop and just listen, just always know that it's your body. It's always just your body trying to communicate with you and trying to tell you what brings balance or not. It's just communication. And mm-hmm. if you can get to that point where you can begin to feel as you're eating something and then mm-hmm. stop, <laughs> then it won't go so far, you know. Well, and then build on that where you really know what your protocols are. You know, like I know the second I eat anything that has even a smidgen of MSG in it because it goes straight to the back of my neck and then I get an instant headache. I was at, I think, Tony Roma's one time and I had a salad and and it was just a regular salad. I had no idea it had the, um, the you know, brain, or not brain, the bacon, bacon bits in it, real bacon oh, bits. Oh, okay. And okay. so... You know, I took one bite, and I looked up at the waiter. I said, does this have bacon bits? And he said, yeah. And I, with just that one bite, I knew instantaneously. And I, I think that's such a good point, Kyra, to, to really support people in noticing that. And then next time, it's like now I know to ask. You know, I just want lettuce. This is all I want. What's in your salad dressing? You have to get real proficient of asking the right questions. You know what I mean? Absolutely. So, so yeah, a couple a couple points there. One is the, and, and I'm letting everybody who's listening know it, it. It just takes practice, but really not that much. We're already wired to be so highly perceptive that we can notice these slight um, shifts in energy that happen, and that's what happened for you. It's like whoa molecule of msg you know right. and oh oh oh, okay no 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 and the body sends a clear signal to you so that you are you know for sure what's going on um just pay attention to those things you know notice what's the correlation another point is and and this is a really tough one for sensitive people uh, i've i've i still slip back every once in a while it's like, oh, and especially for you Minnesotans out there who are listening, although I know we have listeners all over the world, but um, we don't want to make a fuss. Oh, I don't want to make a fuss. I don't want to, oh, I don't want to make trouble. I don't want, oh, I don't want to send this back. I don't want to, hey, too bad. <laughs> you know, we have to protect ourselves. We have to take care of ourselves. And for myself, because I'm the cheerleader of sensitive people, I feel like I have a responsibility, you know, like I need to teach and show these restaurants that they need to be clear about what their ingredients are. And they mm-hmm. need to let, let people know clearly on their menus. Um, I, I've, I've done the same thing though. Like I get something and go, Oh, and it's also too, if you're hungry, it's like, ah, I don't want to send it back. Yeah, you don't want to wait. But <laughs> but then I will say, okay, we'll bring this other thing out, you know, now, and I can't eat this. This has, uh, sometimes there's that, uh, I, I'm also sensitive to MSG, but there's that sprinkle of Parmesan cheese or something that nobody felt the need to mention. Like, well, you know, I can't, mm-hmm. that's not okay. I can't eat that. Mm-hmm. It didn't say on the menu. So I... You just have to be okay 
with mm-hmm. the fact that you are you need to honor what your body is telling you. And if you know something's not good for you and you're going to have symptoms from that, then no, there's no need to punish yourselves to do that. Um, mm-hmm. Like another thing was, I'm really, really sensitive to, to scents um, and mm-hmm. fake fragrances. And so perfume will just send me over the edge. Yeah. And, mm-hmm. um, and that's hard when you go to a, a show you know, or something, and you go to a theater, you go to a concert, and someone sits next to you, and they got the, woo, they got the perfume, and so um, this is where we have to trust our intuition as well. Mm -hmm. Okay, this will all work out somehow. (laughs) So don't panic. Just go into intuition Mm -hmm. mode, and what what can I do to make this situation better? Um, Usually, Mm -hmm. there's another seat you can move to. Um, If not, then maybe you can trade with someone. Um, but I know one time I was, I did exactly the same things that most sensitive people do where I'm sitting and I'm like, okay, well maybe her perfume's not so bad. I can, I can, I can make it through the show later in the, and then it goes through the show. No, I can't make it. I can't make it. <laughs> I can't make it through mm-hmm. the show. Mm-hmm. And I said something to my my sister was with me, trade seats with me. And she said, it's so funny. She said, well, why didn't you tell me sooner? <laughs> you know? Right. And so that's right. usually really where it is we think we're being a bother and we think we're making a big fuss and the people around us just want us to be comfortable mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That and that's all our body wants with yeah. clients when they come mm-hmm. and then we hug and then i'll get mm-hmm. their perfume on me and then i'll start getting a headache you know so it's it, yeah. yeah it's just really how do you deal with it well you use the word intuition and i'd like to have you talk a little bit more about how intuition uh, weaves into sensitivity. How are those two related? So what we've established so far is that sensitive people are very aware of subtle influences, subtle energies. So what is intuition? To, to me, I define that really as subtle communication from your energetic self. I just put it that way. You know, some people say it's a still small voice within or or it's, um, you know, your connection to your higher self or your connection to the collective unconscious or things like that. No matter how you put it, it's, it, is, it is often subtle. It's a very subtle energy. But we're already wired to be perceptive and to listen to that. So it is honestly a little easier for us to develop our intuition and to learn to listen to it. Um, and intuition is, for me, kind of a catch-all term. Mm-hmm. Um, and I do use it that way. Uh, I believe that being empathic or just being uh, maybe clairaudient or being uh, perhaps psychically aware in other ways relates to that intuition. And I kind of lump lump that into that to that catch-all term of intuition. Um, but that's one of the absolute greatest strengths of sensitivity is our ability to connect with our intuition and have that extra information available to us. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then just learning how to trust that. And, and a lot of it is learning how to value, and that's part of what you're doing is teaching people how to value their sensitivity as a strength, as something that they can lead with. And they don't have to uh, 
just because they're different with that, they're not deficient, which is how most of us were raised. Right. And if you don't value your it's a it's a cascade you know you so you define yourself as a sensitive person i'm sensitive and then there's a part of you that defines sense being sensitive as being weak or being yeah. not as strong as other people Woo, now you've just defined yourself mm-hmm. as weak mm-hmm. or or um you know not as strong or not as tough you know as other people and then you end up negating the these these positive qualities of sensitivity overall and it, like i said it's a it's a landslide that happens and that's what i really want people to dig themselves back out of um to to understand that there's so many strengths of sensitivity being highly perceptive is that is a great strength being aware of what's healthy and what's not healthy being aware of the world around us is a great strength and then also being attuned to our intuition and our higher self and those energies is a great strength. They're all together. And so if you think negatively about yourself and believe negatively about sensitivity, it makes it really hard to trust your intuition is what I'm getting to is what you mentioned. Learning to Mm -hmm. trust intuition is it's really paramount and, and it is an important step for sensitive people to take is intuition development and learning to trust when they can trust themselves then it really opens up that hey all of all of these things that have been happening for me throughout my entire life they usually can look back and go oh that's why I felt that way at that time that was my intuition telling me Mm-hmm. Don't go down that path. You know, that's my intuition right. telling me this this person's not going to be good for you. You know, <laughs> this mm-hmm. job is going to have some, you know, uh, and they can usually look back. Right, right. You know, I think one of the most difficult things for me in in kind of accepting my own sensitivity was recognizing that it made participating in the world a lot more difficult because even to the point of meeting people for lunch, you know, it's like, okay, I had to be very selective about where I went and, you know, what I ordered and getting comfortable with that and seeing the rewards of that and being willing to kind of adjust to that, I think, was was like a huge curve for me. So I would imagine that your work with people, the book certainly, but also your work with people really helps an individual adjust to that. So can you talk a little bit about your workshops and and how you bring this into the world? Um, Well, yeah, there's, there's multiple, my practice is growing, I'll say right now. And I really want to start offering, offering a lot more online things. I'm just barely getting started right now, but over the next several months, I really want people to go to my, uh, website at drkyra.com and like my YouTube channel. I'm going to have lots of meditations on there and my Facebook page so that you'll know when new classes are posted, whether they're online or on YouTube or whether they're in person. Um, but there's a lot of different aspects to sensitivity. So when I'm doing workshops, I usually will kind of divide it out actually versus whether we're talking more directly about empathic ability or whether we're going to be talking about grounding and meditation or intuition development or physiological components or just feeling more confident 
as a sensitive person, or like an article I recently wrote was how to say no. You know, that's <laughs> that's a huge right. one for sensitive people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we always we always want peace and balance. So it's just our natural inclination to say yes. Oh, well, I'll be cooperative. We can be cooperative. We can cooperate. I'll say yes to this request. And uh, no, sometimes we need, to, <laughs> we need to stop and say no. And so there's um, a lot of different aspects. And that's what people will notice when they read my, the book, The Strengths of Sensitivity. Well, there's a lot of different ground I'm covering because mm-hmm. there are a lot of different aspects to sense. And um, I want to go back and, mm-hmm. right, and I want to go back and um, acknowledge what you said there about um, those, those um, rearrangements, you know, you needed to make to your, to your life. Um, and I know that in regard to, okay, well, where, where is it going to be comfortable for me to meet somebody? Um, and then even like you mentioned, your, your clients wearing perfume, Ooh, you know, that's something that might be something you'll need to, to state ahead of time, you know, or something right, like that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, just go ahead and address it up front. Please don't wear. <laughs> and, and I think, you know, people, well, understand that you are a sensitive person. You're working in the, the realm of healing. You have to be sensitive in mm-hmm. order to be able to help them. They don't want to block your ability to help them. Absolutely. So, yeah. So, yeah. Right. So not so doing it to be malicious. Right. And so just educate mm-hmm. them and just say that mm-hmm. nobody's gonna, then going to wear perfume when they come see you. You know, but it's, but it's, it's tough for us to wrap our head around that. And it really takes a serious reframing to realize that um, we're, we're just, we're, we're educating other people about balance as well. Mm -hmm. Well, and I think that's a really good point because most people are really responsive. If you give them the information that they need, you know, but if you're expecting Mm -hmm. them to know that, then it's putting them in an uncomfortable position because they can't read the situation. You know, and not everybody's tracking that kind of sensitivity. So I think that's really good. Can you talk a little bit, before we run out of time, about how your book is organized for those people that are listening? And are, Well, first of all, how can they get your book? And then how is it kind of organized so that they'll know what they're um, going to be getting? Okay. Yeah, but Strength of Sensitivity is now available through any bookstore. So all the big book distributors have it. It's available on Amazon.com and Barnes & Noble in their ebook formats as well or directly from the publisher, Llewellyn. Um, it is formatted. The way I did this was um, it's formatted into three sections. And the first section, part one, is sensitive redefinition. So that's where I want people, this is a first place to start, to really look at how we define ourselves, how we define being perceptive and, and aware and empathic, and understanding what that means to be empathic, because that's a part of a definition of ourselves that most people have never been exposed to. Um, and then part two is recalibration. So now we've redefined ourselves, but the world is still kind of uncomfortable. (laughs) So now how do we recalibrate our sensitivity Mm -hmm. so that we can navigate through the world and it's not as uncomfortable? We're not having as many negative reactions 
to everything, whether it's emotional energy or toxins or things like that. And then part three is sensitive revolution um, and evolution. And that's where I speak more about meditation and mindfulness. Um, I have a program in in here for people to um, practice mindfulness. And as they do that, that will help them connect with their empathic ability and their intuition. And I I call my chapter eight, making friends with your intuition and empathic ability, Mm -hmm. because we've just... If you never knew it existed, you're sure not friends. But then also sometimes we get mixed messages when we're we're busy being overwhelmed or filled with anxiety or unbalanced. Then maybe when we've tried to listen to our intuition, it didn't it didn't turn out right because mm-hmm. it was jumbled in with um, our other discomfort. So I have uh, a definite uh, plan for like making those things clearer by the end. And so there's a lot of meditations and I'm going to try to make sure that all the meditations in the book will be on YouTube because I know there's a big fat difference between reading a meditation and actually having me guide Mm -hmm. you through it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That is huge. And that's, that's a, a way that people all around the world are going to be able to get access because YouTube now is the new Google. I mean, people go to YouTube more than they go to Google to research things. So I know. That's, I know. that's really wise, and it's a real gift, you know, to those that will benefit because it's so accessible. Absolutely. Now, you're local. So, okay, go, did you want to say more about the organization of the book? Oh, nope, nope. I just wanted to mention that um, since I think that's where you were headed. Um, here in the Twin Cities in Minneapolis, St. Paul, um, my next workshop is going to be on Sunday, the 15th of May, and that will be at Healing Elements in St. Paul. They have a new building on uh, 2290 Como Avenue, and that's going to be the Strength of Sensitivity workshop, the two-hour workshop. So that's one where we'll we'll do some exercises about how we look at ourselves as sensitive people, release something, change some of the ways. I like to do interactive exercises where we actually change the way we hold our body when we think about being sensitive so that we can open that up and feel more powerful and let things flow better. And then also we'll talk more in depth about empathic ability and what that really means. And so those are the two topics that I cover in those two hour workshops. So now if somebody wants to sign up for that, what's the registration information for that? Well, they can always, anything, they can always go to my uh, website, which is really easy, drkyra.com, D-R-K-Y-R-A.com. And I'll always have, there's always going to be an events tab. So we can always click that and find out the information. So um, there they'll see that they need to register through Healing Elements, and I have their phone number and their website there. Okay, so that's the two hour. Then what else do you mm-hmm. offer? And and are there individual? Are there longer group um, activities or workshops? Um, well, I definitely offer individual sessions. A lot of sensitive people really do want to have what I call my strengths of sensitivity session, where they really can review what it's been like for them in their lives to be sensitive, where it's causing the most difficulty for them in their lives. And generally that's going to be at work or in a particular relationship. Um, And then I work with flower essences. Those are one of the remedies that I find work 
particularly well for sensitive people. And I mentioned that in my book. That's not aromatherapy. Um, they're energetic remedies. And um, I call them remedies. They're, all they're remedying is, is the fact that we've been separated from a part of ourselves. And so it, they help sensitive people recalibrate. So it's part of my section about recalibration. So in those individual sessions, they will have, get their own customized mix of flower essences as well that they can use to help them continue um, feeling more comfortable in their sensitivity and recalibrating from that. Um, and then I do mention other types of sessions that I offer on my website. And so right now I see clients in Woodbury at um, Blissful Balance is the name of that business and also at Healing Elements in St. Paul. I'm looking to expand out a little bit to um, to offer sessions in Minneapolis as well. Um, and so I'm going to be just doing a lot of a lot of workshops. People just need to, like I said, like my Facebook page, which they can link to from my website and sign up for my newsletter um, and just keep track of because <laughs> there's going to be a lot coming as I find out what people are really the most hungry for, you know, what information do they really need, then I'll offer those workshops. Mm-hmm. Well, so are you going to be doing a book tour or how much is this going to take you out on the road? Well, yeah, um, Llewellyn, the publisher, is, is starting me out by going in June. I'm going to the International New Age Trade Show in Denver. So oh, nice. I would, I, that's funny. I would not have chosen Denver to be where I started my book tour, but that's where it's going to start. So I'm mm-hmm. going to do a, a Denver and Midwest book tour in June. And um, believe you me, when winter comes, Catherine, I'm doing a book tour wherever it's warm. <laughs> I yes, don't know. They it. will support that. At, at that point, they will support that. Yep. Now, Llewellyn is local, isn't it? A Minneapolis publishing company? I know. I know. It's, uh, this is hilarious, Catherine. Um, they, they, they actually contacted me to do a revision of my previous book, The Sensitive Person Survival Guide. But when I started writing it, I realized, nope, it's a whole new book. Um, and they were very patient with me. But it was so funny that they contacted me. They didn't know necessarily that I was local. And I live oh, right now, I live three miles from Llewellyn home office. Oh, isn't that funny? That's yeah. funny. So when I when I need to drop off when I needed to drop off manuscripts and things, I just drive over there. <laughs> and just Yeah, that's great. That's really great. Well, we're starting to run out of time, so what would be the one last thing that you would like to leave listeners to? And I guess, is there any chance that you might be coming back to Edge Talk Radio, or are you just off into new and different things at this stage? Um, Well, I'll answer the last question there first. I I have, um, well, let me put it this way. When I first went to college, I thought I was going to major in mass communications and be a journalist. That didn't happen. <laughs> but so that's always in my blood. And so I will definitely be coming back. But I have some ideas, Catherine, that I want to talk to you about. <laughs> so oh, I we'll would see. love it. Yeah, mm-hmm. we'll see um, how that how that um, evolves. Um, and then what's the other? See, I got off on that, and then I forgot the other. I question. know, and I didn't mean to put you on the spot, but I kind of did. <laughs> I mean, I yes, kind of did, did want to put you on the spot. Um, the other question was, what? Since we're running out of time, what is? Oh, it that what's the like most important? To, thing? Okay. <laughs> yeah, what's the most important thing that you okay. want listeners to um, hear? 
you know, the, and, and, um, you know, I usually do end with this, but I think it's really important. I really want sensitive people to know in their heart that being sensitive is not a life sentence for being uncomfortable or for being the black sheep of the family. Mm-hmm. It is not. It, it's a way of processing information. It's a way of being in the world. And we can embrace that and recalibrate so that we can be comfortable and we can be more assertive and confident that we're okay and that the things that we feel and do are good, not just good for ourselves, they're good for everybody. Mm-hmm. And nice. so that's really the thing I like to leave sensitive people with is to know that mm-hmm. it's, it's not a life sentence to be, um, oh, the, oh, you're just being too sensitive, you know, to be dismissed. Nope. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Nope. Nope. There's a whole well, different think, trajectory. Well, and I think like what we talked about earlier in the show, I really do think it's the sensitive person that is the pioneer leading us all into more awareness. So it's not an easy path, but it's certainly an honorable one. Yes. Um, I hope everybody, you know, who's listening, who's a sensitive person, takes heart in the fact that it, it may seem negative, but it, it's not. You know, people are becoming more aware of the toxins, more aware of what happens when we genetically modify foods, more aware of, um, gosh, you know, we've been eating this way. Why? Why were we always eating that way? We don't need to right. eat that way. You know, why, why did we have sugar and everything, you know, and, and just becoming more aware. And then that translates, like I said, to everything, coming mm-hmm. more um, accepting of, of other people. You know, uh, obviously, um, all, of, all of the um, things that have been done lately with um, the, the LGBT community um, just becoming more accepted and more open and aware it's just happening. Our our society is evolving. Mm-hmm. Now, there are people who are going to argue with me right now because they're going to say, uh, Donald Trump, no, I don't think so. And what I, the way I respond to that is, hey, no, the, the, it's, it's just a representation of these two different facets. We've got Bernie Sanders on one side, Donald Trump on the other. That's the way life is. Right. Yes, we have. Mm-hmm. We always have. We will always have people with different viewpoints and different approaches to life. Mm-hmm. Our approach is just as valid and just right. as important as anyone else's approach, and we're becoming more equal. And that's mm-hmm. that's what I really want um, sensitive people to feel inspired about that we are mm-hmm. being more valued. Well, your book- Certainly a wonderful contribution, and your work is a wonderful contribution. And, yes, we will have that conversation because I'd love to see you come back and offer your wisdom again through our network. So thank you. Thank you for taking the time, and thank you for the publication and for your work. Well, it's always a pleasure to connect with you, Catherine. And many thanks to the Edge magazine and to um, the editors and, um, you know, I, I really encourage everybody to listen to all of the other um, podcasts from um, Edge Magazine. And I hope to see all of you either online or at a workshop or in session soon. Well, thank you, Catherine. All right. Thank you. Have a nice, blessed day. Hey, bye.
Bye. So that concludes our broadcast for today. And as Kyra suggested, I do hope that you will join us for the other broadcasts. And you can always see what the lineup is by going to www.edgemagazine.net. Or if you're local, just go to one of the places where you can actually pick up a printed version. And if you do that, either digital or the printed, be sure and check out Kyra's article that or interview that is also in this month's um, Edge. So thank you again, and until next month, be good to you and to those you love. Take care. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.